Hey guys, welcome back to another Reaching Further podcast, and in this episode, I am going to be talking about my testimony. My testimony is its kind of all over the place. There's a bunch of things that um, I can testify about, but I have some essays that I wrote in creative writing in high school, and I wanted to share some of those. Jesus. My testimony starts in January of 2020. Now, this is right before COVID started. I went home from school and I was sick. I was like, I had, I had some kind of flu. We knew I was sick because I was pale and I was chilling. Um, I came home that day and it got to the point where I couldn't eat anything. I was getting skinnier. I looked like a skeleton. I, I looked like I was dying. And in the process of this, it felt like I had a stomach virus, like a, a terrible stomach virus where my stomach would keep getting worse. And I would drink like blue Gatorade and I'd puke it back up green in five seconds. I was a complete mess. And I remember my grandparents on my dad's side came down to watch me and they left that Saturday. And this was throughout this whole entire week. And my mom all mentioned that she God kind of told her something. God kind of let her know something, but she never told us. And then it was the following week after that. So it was like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And my mom's side, my grandma was coming down to watch me and I was just puking up everything. So she said, it's time. It's time to go to the hospital. I made it to the hospital and nobody even thought about my stomach. We just thought it was a bad stomach flu because I had already gotten tested previously and it was the flu, you know. And they said, just don't drink dairy, don't eat dairy, just drink, you know, just eat small foods. But I would pick it all up. I went there, they asked me a couple questions. I got into the emergency room and for some odd reason, which nobody even thought about my stomach, the doctor pushed to scan my stomach. So I had to drink this stuff that it would scan and show things. When I went to get my stomach scanned, they scanned my stomach and saw that my appendix had been inflamed this whole entire week and it ruptured and the stuff coming out of it was sitting in my stomach for that week. Now pause, which this is crazy how it didn't go into my bloodstream because for my aunt it did, but it ruptured on her and it went into her bloodstream like it was as if God was sitting there saying this isn't going to kill him this is not going to kill him after that I got my appendix surgery I came out okay and I have a scar on my stomach now but then that's where my testimony is just getting started is right before that I said mom it's going to be okay God's got this under control after that I came home we went to school and we were watching like the news to write down what we had heard that day. It was just an assignment that we had. And then they were talking about COVID. And we were like, it's never going to come here. And then that Friday of that week, 
they shut down school and we were like, oh yes, school is shut down. We, we cut it icy, shut that out. We don't have to go to school anymore. And then that's when mental health crashed. And that was for a lot of us because we, we didn't have the in-person activities. We didn't go to school. We didn't go out to see each other. I personally didn't text anybody just because, you know, I'm going through mental battles. But this is when my all of our mental health crashed. And we had nobody to go to except our family or our bedroom on our phones. And to look at social media, which social media is not a good outlet anyways because it tells you you should be doing like this or you should be doing this or you should look like this or act like this. And that's where our identity got taken away from us. So throughout this, I am just dealing with mental health and constantly asking God, why? Why am I dealing with this when no one else is? Describing that it felt like an own world war, but going through your mind. So I want to read this. And this is about COVID in our lives. Faces I see were not hidden by a piece of fabric. We could hang out together and not worry about getting sick. Did you all not see what was happening on the news? People around the globe are dying from a virus that is invisible. I wish life could go back to how it was before, but what is before? Before I didn't want to be around my family for they thought they were embarrassing, and now I never want to leave their side. Now I see them through their struggles. Going out with friends was fun enough, now we can't even see them or give them a hug. Before sounds nice. Yeah, let's go back to the before. Before we could play outside at the playground until 9 to 10 o'clock. Now it's just a cold, dark, empty space. Before going out for birthdays and having fun get-togethers? Nope, too bad. You can't hang out with more than 10 people or you're gonna have to sleep in a hospital bed with air pumping through your lungs. Before, mom, can I get this cool iPhone case off of Amazon? Now, mom says no, we must choose between our next need or our selfish wants. I remember not seeing my relatives for months on end and we had to join a FaceTime call every chance we could to see our friends. Before sounds great, where do we find it? As death tolls skyrocket, depression is attached or right along with it. Shooting for the moon, fearing for our lives, our social lives have crumbled, money is scarce, the outside world just vanishes in thin air. Before we lived in harmony with one another, celebrated our differences, now that's not the case. Gunshots, death, this country is split between two different collars that are not different in the first place. The country is crumbling to pieces like a stale cookie when you try to eat it. Families at war with one another created by an artificial power. Hatred in the hearts of those we love. No more joy, love, or compassion to help the homeless, the lost, or the brokenhearted. Worrying about what your opinion is rather than keeping this country functional. We have lost our first love, separated ourselves from God, and people are dying by the thousands, and what are we doing to fix it? We are gone. I wrote that about COVID and about everything that I've seen. In this world for the past two years, do we not see how the devil has deceived us to live in fear instead of living by faith? Living in fear of getting a virus that, last time I checked, God was greater than viruses. My God rose Lazarus from the dead. If he can raise somebody from the dead, I'm pretty sure he can heal you from a disease. 
Now on top of this, our identities were at stake. Our identities, who we were in Christ. Who God said you were. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Made in God's image. You are a masterpiece. Now, personally, in school, because I would have girl best friends, because I would be joyful and have the joy of the Lord, I was considered gay. This is called an apple, and this is one of the stories that was about what I had been dealing with. This is a topic that is one of the most opinionated and aggravating topics to me, because I knew who I was in Christ. This topic is sort of the dried up, brown dead grass that is always around me. It cuts me and tries to suck me into a black hole in the middle of a spaceless area. This field, which is full of it, is scary and a lot of times I don't know how to get past it. Me being the Christian that I am, I always go to God to seek guidance. I always try to remember that I don't go through this uphill battle for no reason. And remembering this allows me to keep my God-given joy and still love anyone no matter what their opinion of me is. I hang on no matter what. I must. Even when God says it's going to get extremely rough. Even when everything, everything, family, friends, school, social media, everything says, my, in my life says that I should give up and give in. I won't. Even if I get bullied for my faith, I won't. Come on, just give up already. I know you're tired. The enemy repeats to me as a waterfall where the tears fall down my face. My lips are now regenerated from all this moisture falling on top of them. God, why? Why would you make me go through this? I have entrusted you with it. But God, I can't. Yes, you can. For I've given you my spirit. How would you even understand what I'm going through? I sent my son down to earth to die on a cross for your sins. He has overcome this world. So can you. My tree is rooted in the ground on this hill and it shall not be moved. These roots with Bible scriptures were written all over them with water seeping through the thick dirt to quench the everlasting thirst. I started as a sapling and grew to this ginormous log sticking out of the ground. How God? Not by might. My beautiful branches spread across the ends of the earth as a season's worth of beauty starts flourishing the dead grass and the dead leaves that have fallen to the ground and have crumbled. What, God? Not by power. My purpose called out to me. My leaves gained a whole new color. Wow, God. By my spirit. Even though I have breathed out oxygen and others have breathed in what I have let out, I always lose many of my leaves during a new season. My apples have already fallen into the ground, but I see a whole new set of trees standing firmly in front of me, swaying in the wind just like I am. I'll be alright. I'll surely be alright. I know I'll be alright. Now even on top of this, God gave me peace over it. God gave me complete peace over it. I don't get upset. I usually get upset about a lot of it. March 23rd, 2019. My sister passed away from a drug overdose. This is called Time is of the Essence. I've always heard the saying, Time is of the Essence. But why is time of an essence? What is an essence and why is time of it? 
As a young kid, as most of us were, we never had the knowledge of time. We never had the knowledge of you can only rest for an hour or you can only play with your toys for 10 minutes. The only idea popping into our tiny clean minds as we grew was how to enjoy every moment we got to spend with our family or with our siblings. We enjoyed our lives as kids. We loved every single moment of our life and wouldn't have a care in the world. The idea of never seeing a family member never crossed a single cell in our body. Well, things change. Today I'm standing here and I'm fine. My life is not perfect, but I'm blessed. I have a roof over my fragile head. I have clothes on my back, shoes on what could be my blistered feet. And the most important thing of all, I have an unconditionally loving savior who cares for me more than anyone in this universe. What you don't see is the hurt I hold inside my heart. The anxiety and depression that fights everything within me to bring me down daily. What you don't see is every loss I've had to deal with in my lifetime. The comments said behind each head as I walked into the school building and every single person who has made a mockery of me just because of my personality or my beliefs. Every individual person deals with something in this world. It's kind of an inevitable thing that is going to happen as we grow older together. As I would actively deal with a form of bullying, somebody else may deal with more anxiety. As they're dealing with anxiety, somebody may deal with depression. We are all in this together, yet we can all deal with an issue that the other may not be too familiar with. The one issue I had to deal with three years now is death. Death is this evil disease that overtakes the ones we love as we struggle to move on with our lives devastated. Death can come from anywhere like a thief in the night ready to sweep someone off their feet away from their family members forever. Don't ever take any moment with a relative for granted. It may just be the last time you get to see them. Dear best friend, oh, how I've missed you since you've been away. If I'm honest, these past three years, I have had no idea how to feel. I don't know if I should cry or laugh. I don't know how to react. Your death was so sudden that no one even had the slightest chance to say goodbye. Why would you do this to us? Why would you allow yourself to die so soon? If you didn't, then who did? I had all the questions that needed answers yet no one would answer them. Where were you when I needed you? When I needed a big sister to lead and guide me through the rough school days. Where were you when I needed friend advice when I felt unwelcome in my own friend group? I became lost. I watched dad spiral into a depression as mom tried to be a pillar of love towards him. I watched Papa cry every time I would see your face on the pictures of you on his wall. I had so many things to say before you left, but there was no time. You always want to put time in a bottle to remember everything so you don't forget, but what if there's no time to put that time in a bottle and I start forgetting everything we've done? What if I forget the memories we had together? You'd be there holding your arms out to grab me and we'd make phone cases out of hot glue. Well, there came a pandemic. It is called COVID-19. It may be strange, but I've always wondered if you had been still living in the present, if you would have gotten COVID. I wonder if you would have given it to us and we could stay home and watch movies in the back bedroom like we always used to do. I remember carrying my pillow with my pajamas on and ready to fall asleep beside you, but then your boyfriend came along and stole all my thunder. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me in that hospital bed, but somehow, someway, God gave me peace that I could never imagine trying to describe to you. They said, 08-3705, peace suddenly fell over my body and my mind filled with this indescribable rest. He makes way where the rain
see all these things that I've dealt with in my life. Look what a testimony they have given of your identity, of mental health, and of death. Look how God can change it for the better and make a living, breathing testimony out of it. But I hope this encourages you to share your testimony. Be a Jeremiah and step out in faith.